0: Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. So, thank God at least we started from a place of positive blessing. God's blessed that inheritance for us there. So, we did take off from there. But we had a word destiny. But this month, and I've been praying, as you've been praying, and you're constantly asking God for more of your destiny, and how does that work out? And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, you know, you have to learn more humility. I thought, well, you know, I don't know much about humility, really. I don't know how to really teach it. I just try my best to do it. How does that work out? And he began to talk to me about eagles. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, I don't see how the two go together at all. But he's going to help us. Because eagles fly high. They fly so high, in fact, they can fly right up into the sun to get away from their enemies. Other birds can't fly high because they look into the sun and they, bl- they get blind. and Then they can't see where they're going. So if any of you have lost your way concerning your destiny... We're going to look at the Word, and we're going to see how to begin to walk and clothe ourselves in a new and a fresh humility. And I've got a little video. It's quite remarkable how the Holy Spirit touches us. Because I wasn't thinking about this, I was thinking about how to teach humility. Because I don't think it's something you teach, I think it's something you do you know, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and what he'll hear, he'll forgive, he'll even heal the land. Years ago, we used to head up prayer summits in Westminster, and we watched nation after nation come together, because people walked humbly. And I was kind of gobsmacked. We learned a lot about warfare prayer, but we learned a lot about repentance and reconciliation. And we learned in Second Chronicles 7.14, you know, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. So we kind of learned a lot about kneeling down and not being pretentious or, or assuming anything. And it kind of overflowed into Parliament and the work that we were doing with the National Prayer Breakfast and other meetings and other things in Parliament. And you begin to recognize when you make a choice to walk in humility... You begin to recognize people who are proud and arrogant, and it's kind of, oh, and then you realize how proud and arrogant you are, and then you get convicted, and then you adjust, and because you've adjusted on the inside doesn't mean you look any different on the outside. But actually, the more you look into God and the more you get close to God and the more you wait upon him and go into the throne and, like an eagle and you rise up higher and higher. I mean, those eagles can fly. I didn't realize this. They can actually fly up to 30,000 feet higher so you could be sitting in a jumbo and an eagle could go by. <laughs> That's gobsmacking. Come on, guys. And God equates us Like this in Isaiah 40. Let me read it for you in verse 31. Maybe you can put it up from the Amplified. And he says certain things about the eagles. He says, But those who wait for the Lord. How many of you are waiting on God? I think we all are. I think we're all kind of in a place of wondering, What's next? What's next? What's next? I dare not do anything without God Releasing me to do it. But those who wait, this is from the Amplified, for the Lord, who expect, who look for and hope in him, shall change and renew their strength. How do you think I stay young? How do you stay young? I keep looking at God. I keep saying, what have you got? What do you want me to do next? I keep looking for the next place to obey him. And it says, they renew their strength and power, that's good. They lift up their wings. They mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. You know, I don't know about you. I like to get up early in the morning. I like to get alone and get quiet with God. Even though I adore these little puppies we have, you know, to beat them to the day is quite something. Because they, they start crying when they hear me. And so I have to kind of get out of bed and get downstairs and get down there to my place. And this morning I had about an hour on my own. And I'm so grateful for time. You know, if you've got problems and you're tired and you're frustrated, I'm telling you, run to God. Find somewhere you can get alone. Learn how you can walk in the spirit with God and get alone in a crowd. You know what will happen? You feel young, you feel refreshed, you can do it. You've got the wisdom you need. You mount up like an eagle. You can go as high as you want. There's no stopping you. And when you get up there, you find scriptures that come alive, like, say, Genesis eighteen fourteen, where it says, nothing's too hard or nothing's too wonderful. You begin to start thinking about, my future forever is wonderful. Now, has it felt like that? No. The last few days, knowing my son's in hospital, our son's in hospital. No, it's like, no, thank you. I'm a long way away. My hands are tied. You know, every one of us have situations that are impossible, huh? Impossible for us to bring any victory, for us to do anything. We just have to ask God. We have to rise up. We have to say, God, please help me. Right? Now, let's talk. Let's go back just for a moment before we go further on into the eagles and, and look at humility. Humility, Andrew Murray said, is perfect quietness of heart. It's when you know, I know some stuff in my heart. You know some stuff, huh? Somebody may look at you one way, but you've got victory and you know it. You may have two cents in the bank, but you know that you know that You know that you're not called to that. So when you know it, you can show it. People look at you and they're like, whatever. So Andrew Murray said, Humility is perfect quietness of heart. It is to expect nothing, to wonder at nothing that is done to me, to feel nothing done against me. It is to be at rest when nobody praises me, when I'm blamed or despised, or disappointed, or ignored and rejected. It is to have a blessed home in the Lord, where I can go in and shut the door and kneel to my Father in secret, and I am at peace as in a deep sea of calmness, when all around and above is trouble. Isn't that great? That's definitely our family motto above it all and uh, I can't believe how quickly the months go by and suddenly it's like oh, preach to the church on Sunday and I'm like what's the word what's the word Lord now I look into the future and I kind of have an idea over the year but then you want to get the freshness of his heart so we drove up the barn Tuesday and uh, we went upstairs and You know, I sat down and I just picked up a book that's been beside the place up there forever. You know, seven, eight years we've had it and sorted it out. And I just happened to pick it up and it opened to the page about eagles. I thought, okay, I know a little bit about eagles. I know that they fly high. I know that they pluck their feathers out. I know that they change. I know that we, as the body of Christ, we, this part of the body of Christ is not, you know, different from any of the rest of it globally, because God's in charge of the global family, so we can kind of get a bigger vision than being a local church. And I know that we're all in transition. I think we all know that without me saying it. That's even not prophetic. It's just we know. The, the world knows. There's an expectancy out there in the media something's going to happen, because it surely can't get any worse. And then we get these emails about these children being beheaded and horrible things. And I don't know about you, we've just been so many bad reports that, you know, I have to just turn away and go, what am I supposed to do? And God starts talking about these eagles. Why don't we show the eagle video, maybe? Can you do that, Elizabeth? And then I'll talk about it. Have a look at this. Rod found this. Talk about confirmation. Come and sit down. Come on, let's just pray for a minute. Father, make us like eagles in our prayer lives. Help us to clothe ourselves in humility again and to come again before you, Father. Humble, Father. And yet like eagles with strength to rise up again in areas that have been defeated Father in the name of Jesus Christ father we thank you for the miraculous realm that we've called we call by you to live in forever 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 so we thank you and praise you we praise you we praise you and thank you we thank you father those that wait upon the lord shall rise up like the eagle so we thank you we just choose to rise up rise up rise up we rise up above the defeats That come against our lives, Father, in relationships, Father, with our health, with finances. Oh, Father, have mercy on us to yield ourselves, humble ourselves. We receive, we receive, we receive fresh levels of humility. Turn back. To Isaiah 2-2 for a moment with me, would you? See, it's interesting how you can get weak after years, like eagles do, to the point, you know, that the enemy can catch up with you. He gets too close. I'm uncomfortable when he gets that close. You just want to shake it off. You want to start warring. You even want to start getting in the flesh a bit. But that's not the way okay and this is a mighty church because we're learning about love we're learning about prayer we're learning about worship we're learning how to live a full life we're learning we're discovering we're reaching we're we're wondering hello how how can i live in a stronger dimension you know and uh, gosh you know, the Lord is, is so, he is so amazing. I'm like, when people say you're an intercessor, I'm like, no, I'm not. To me, an intercessor is like a Reese Howell. I mean, you just a given. You're given to prayer. You're given to intercession. You know, hours a day, you lay on the floor, or you crawl in a log, or you do something. That's my idea of an intercessor. So I don't look at myself like an intercessor. But I will say this, I am a person who day after day after day after day after day after day day wait expectantly looking for God. And I've learned that people who live long and live strong are people that see God every day. You say, how dare you say that? No man has seen God at any time. Oh, don't give me that religious stuff. You know, look in the spirit at the goodness and be looking for the goodness. Because every day God has planned goodness. And sooner or later, your relatives, sooner or later, those you love and you work with who don't see what you see will see kind of amazing You always find a place to park. You always walk in the light. (laughs) I know it's irritating. I know it's frustrating to other people. But hey, like God said to me, I'm getting ready to do some big things in your life. This was 10 years ago. I was like, oh dear. He said, and don't worry. When people get jealous, when people get aggravated, just tell them to come talk to me. I was like, okay. So I might as well be happy. I might as well learn what it means to be humble. Now look at this in in uh, Isaiah two two. I got this end time vision a long time ago. In Isaiah two two in the Amplified, it says, "It shall come to pass." Turn to somebody and say, "It shall come to pass." <laughs> that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be firmly established as the highest of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all the nations shall flow into it. What's that mean? God's house is a house of prayer. We worship, we love, we goodness. This church, hey, it's going to be on top of the biggest mountain. That's what God said. God chose it. And the nations are going to come. Once we start going, opening up the doors to the internet and the media and the cameras and the beginnings of what we've got. Hey, don't come to church looking grim. We don't do grim around here. (laughs) We don't do grim. You know, we're very sorry about the horrendous things in the world. But hey, we know the answer. We know the one who's got the solution for everything. So it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be firmly established. Firmly established. I like that. Firm. Very firm. And it shall be the highest of the mountains and it shall be exalted above all the hills and all the nations shall flow to it. Why? Because people who know how to pray and reach God will be sought after. The queen, I think it was Queen Elizabeth, she said she was frightened of John Knox's prayers. Wasn't it her? You know, I mean, people are going to start to be frightened of how you connect with God. Depending on your obedience and what you walk in your heart, as Rod already said this morning, it's our hearts being connected. But here now I was looking. Okay, that's the future. Okay, so his house is global. Global. Okay, but I was looking up humility in Proverbs fifteen thirty three says, the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord brings instruction in wisdom and humility comes before honor. And I was asking, I don't know how this works together with the eagles and I don't know what you're doing. Sometimes I just, you're just way above me. I live so low. And he said, no, you don't live as low as you think you do. Living low is where all the squabbling and the strife and the evil and the jealousy is and all of that fleshly stuff. So actually, none of you really live lower than you think. You probably think you live low, but you actually don't. How many of you are praying? (laughs) That's nearly everybody in here, at least everybody who put their hand up. You know, Proverbs 22 verse 4 says the reward of humility. That's good to know that humility has a reward. Proverbs 22 verse 4 in the Amplified. The reward of humility and the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is riches, honor, and life. So I don't have to go being concerned looking at how I'm going to get wealthy. I never think about that. Actually, I never think, I never, even when I worked with the Beatles, I never knew who's who in the zoo people would walk in, I'd be like, hello, yes, what do you need, you know? And if it was John Lennon or if it was Joe Bloggs, I didn't know hardly who people were. Of course, I did know him, because he was quite a unique person. But uh, I don't know that, you know, the bit, they, they say in the ID magazine this last month that one of the biggest things in our nation is pride and is also the the uh, idolatry of celebrities. So we definitely can't have that in the church. But anyway, there's a reward. Okay, and also you need to know something else. When you pick, if you, if you decide this month, every day you're going to get up and say, Lord, I choose humility. Proverbs eighteen twelve says, Haughtiness comes before disaster, but humility before honor. It's not, I mean, you're not all excited about this, and I don't expect you to be, because I wasn't. I was like, ugh. (laughs) It is challenging. It is challenging, because you don't think you're proud until you start praying and asking the Lord, do you think this is proud? And then you just, oh, my gosh, because you haven't suffered unto blood. Because you haven't humbled yourself as he did and went to the cross, you haven't done any of those things. But he will begin the Holy Spirit is so gentle when you start asking him. You know, could you let's go to First Peter? I think it's five five. Let's find that one scripture. This says, I mean, this is kind of about marriage, but you know, it's I love this in the Amplified. It says, "Likewise, First Peter five five." You who are younger and of lesser rank, be subjected to the elders, the ministers, and the spiritual guides of the church, giving them due respect and yielding to their counsel. Clothe yourself. The Amplified says apron. You know, I've got a sweet Laura Ashley apron my niece gave me for Christmas one year, and it's in the kitchen. I don't wear it very often. But when I apron myself in it, I sort of feel different. I feel a bit more like a chef for a start. I like, look, I know what I'm doing, (laughs) you know. Well, I hope I impress you. But anyway, I'm not the world's greatest cook, and I've never tried to be or wanted to be. I just don't know why. I'm just not that bothered. But um, you knew that when you married me. (laughs) So, clothes apron yourselves, all of you, with humility as the garb of a servant so that its covering cannot possibly be stripped from you with freedom from pride and arrogance towards one another, for God sets himself against the proud. So, you know, we had report after report after report of sickness coming about people I dearly love and close and going, God, what the heck? You know, and what do I do? How do I pray? Don't you always ask the Lord, how do I pray? I'm like you. I'm learning how to pray in every situation. Holy Spirit, what do you say? You know, because I've always felt a passion. I've always felt a vigor for life. I've always felt I wanted to go after the day. My mother used to say to me, oh, Julie, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And I remember saying into her face when I was about 10 years old, I hate meek. I hate meek. I don't I do not do meek. It was like, to me, it was an ugly word because I didn't really know what it meant. My mother did. <laughs> Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Oh, I hated it. I just didn't like it. I didn't. I don't like being tied up, tamed up, meek. I didn't like what it meant. Because I didn't. I don't like being boxed up. I've never, I've always loved sailing and swimming and getting out there. Yes, to me, that was freedom. So it was like, whatever. And so God had to nurture me with his goodness. And even as a single parent for eight years, you know, praying over Jamie when he was little, you know, I always gave him to God because I began to learn that God had better plans for each day that took me one step further in my destiny. But this clothing myself with humility wasn't really that appealing, quite honestly, because we lived in LA and we had a house in Brentwood I was renting and we used to go to the beach on Saturdays and the church I attended had all kinds of famous people that went to about seven or 800 people. And you have to remember, I had been, my life had been turned around by coming out of the Rolling Stone stable. So I was used to, like, people who thought big, who didn't give a rip. I was used to that, and actually I rather liked it. Okay? So, the reward of humility wasn't anything you could impress me with. I'm not going to read, don't panic, I'm not going to read all these notes, pages of them. I'm not going to do you. <laughs> Yeah, we, we all know that's not true. <laughs> oh, he's flying like an eagle if you're listening to this. It's taken 32 years to get him to fly like an eagle. Actually, I'm the really practical one in the family because I fly like an eagle. Then I try to figure out who can do it the best and help us get there. I do. I see us in Hyde Park. Worshipping, praying, loving each other, blowing London away. I see that happening. Sorry, that's my vision. I see it happening. Get out there and push. But I'm also practical knowing that it's going to take a lot to mobilize the whole church. Not just our church. You know, it's going to take, it takes a lot to mobilize people. So, um, you know... I feel like the Lord kind of gave me a bit of a smorgasbord this month. You know, Rod teaches very systematically expository teaching. But he kind of gave me some, he gave me this bit of paper that, believe it or not, I did type it out nicely at home to try and impress you, but it didn't print out. (laughs) the Lord's always dealt with me about learning about the way of the spirit. And I guess what I'm spitting out is if you put your apron on and clothe yourself in humility and rise up to a height you've never gone to before, you'll see more. Because eagles actually see like the whole nation. They see the whole nation. They don't just look at one little bit of it. They know how to come down and pick up. Sadly, a young deer or something that's really heavy in weight and just take it. They know how to do that because they've been up so high. And I feel like the Lord as a church wants to lift us up this month like eagles and yet to bring us down to earth with a new apron of humility, knowing that, yes, he's going to establish his house as the highest of all mountains, prayer, But it's not like he's tooting the horn or we're to toot the horn that we are a praying church. That's something you do in secret. That's what you do. That's who you are. You have prayed yourself this far today. Now, why don't you just pray and open yourself up? Father, we just want to pray right now. Let me just lead you in a prayer, just a spontaneous prayer. Father, just to every door that's been closed that you have ordained to open, we command it to open father every place we've been blinded and we haven't wanted to love again we haven't wanted to humble ourselves and, and, and reach out because loving deep means like knowing love is fade. it just it never becomes obsolete there's no place of where it just runs to an end it runs dry so we release fresh love fresh levels of love In the name of Jesus Christ, and Lord, we thank you that we will not come behind or run short on our destinies. But we are going to rise high in the Spirit and go where the enemy can't see us. He can't get us. I pray that your prayer lives just really start engaging. You know, I wasn't going to talk about eagles. It was on the book next to me. Rod didn't know I'd been reading it. He found that video. He said, hey, take a look at this. I emailed back and said, thank you. That's weird. I've just been reading about eagles. So then I started looking at it more, you know. What do they do? They wait upon the Lord to have their strength renewed. Next time you get frustrated about your career not being massive or whatever it is, just wait. Wait. Just wait. Just say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to be an eagle. I'm going to rise up. I'm going to, I'm going to go where the enemy can't find me. Jude 20 says, pray in the spirit. Rise higher and higher like an edifice. Sometimes I just, I'll put on a Lucy song or somebody's song or some worship music. Do something and just rise up. Because you know what? I'm going to meet other eagles. I want to be an eagle saint. I want to be a person who's up there with God, seeing what God sees. I want to be hearing what he's saying because he knows the answer. He knows the solution. He can in a moment give you a new back. He can in a moment give you a new knee. He can in a, without a blink of his eyes, he can just do it. And I suddenly realized I haven't been living up there in the realm where miracles are just a daily occurrence. I haven't been moving in it. Why? Because I've been moving in pride and fear of man. What are they going to think if I move in the power? And the Lord has always shown me to function in the spirit. (coughs) He's always shown me the power of his word. I remember years ago in California when I got born again, I became a Christian. There were word churches. And there were spiritual churches. And every Sunday, I went to the Word Church. And they spoke so many scriptures so fast. I used to write, and write, and write, and then I'd just give up. It'd just be the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word. The word. It'd be drummed into you. <clears throat> and I'd get in my white T-bar tea tea bar Corvette, and I'd drive back over the hill to Brentwood, where it was kind of like normal. But I, I'd, I'd hear this victory over trials, that you could pray over your circumstances, that you could capture your thoughts and bring them into the obedience of Christ, that you could change the future, that you were given power to do what you couldn't do on your own, that there was someone who'd come into your life. And yes, that someone lifted me up and looked me in the eyes. You want to look at people these days, and you want to look who doesn't look you in the eyes, and look them in the eyes. You want to just, you know, pull the, pull the strings of the carpet, so to speak, pull it in. Like I grew up sailing, and we just they say pull that jib in. pull it in. You like, God, my hands are burning. What do you think I'm doing? But you know, you pull it in, you go faster. I did. This Tom used to scream at me, pull it in. I said, pull it. I'm like. Okay, I'm pulling the rope and why don't you get one of those cleats that, you know, chomps it when you pull in a bit, you know. Then I learn to fight back a bit. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. But sailing, when you harness the wind, can be really difficult because it can burn your hands. Going faster, getting closer to God will cost you. It will cost you one way or another, whether you like it or not. You know, so you can say, I'm going to have an eagle moment. I call them actually royal moments. God gives us royal moments, I believe. I love that. He gave us a royal moment where we saw four or five deer at the barn. We know it's an inheritance place. We know it costs money and time to get there. We know when we drag everybody else up there. because It's the cost. But there's a reason we don't just pick a hotel or pick a venue. There's a reason. There's a cost here. In fact, we just pray again. Let Your power come upon George Hammer and his team in the name of Jesus Christ and bless them. Bless them totally out of where they are into a new place in the Spirit. Okay. We've got to pray. We've got to keep praying. We've got to. I I, I kind of feel like I'm chomping at the bit in a way. Because I'm so ready for this new Hebraic year. I'm so ready for us all to move in agreement into this place where it's perfectly common for the Holy Spirit to come and you to have a new back, have a new knee, have new teeth, whatever it is you want, whatever it is you need, because God meets your needs, your husband, your job, your life, your future, makes it so clear to you that your faith is just inspired and you somehow latch on to, oh, that's just normal at our church. <laughs> it's just normal. And you do it humbly. You're clothed in humility. Because what? Because you honor God, because you fear God, because you reverence him. The reward of riches comes. And that's what I think is so amazing. Amazing. You know, the Lord's been quickening me, like in John sixteen thirty three. Remember, Jesus said, in the world you'll have tribulations, trials, distresses, frustration, but be of good cheer. Be cheerful about it. Ha. That's a dumb season she got herself in. That's really dumb. That's really short-lived. Ha, ha, ha. ha. Ha, come on. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. That's dumb. You think God hasn't got a plan for where his people are going to be housed Sunday mornings? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yes, he does. The barn is our retreat, our secret place. We just run up there when we need to. But God's got a plan. Ha, ha, ha. Big plan. He's got a big plan to change London. And you and I get to be a part of it. But you want to be healed? Humble yourself. You want your nation healed? Humble yourself. Francis Frangipan said to me years ago when we brought him over, he said, you know, he said, you can either be humiliated or you can humble yourself. And I was like, ouch. <laughs> and when we did the Call cool England, God gave me that scripture in Joel 2.16. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elderly people, gather the children and the nursing infants, let the bridegroom come who is legally exempt from attending, go forth from his chamber and the bride out of her closet, brackets, none is exempt from the humiliation. I was like, Um, I was driving around Henley on my own the day before the call. We rented the Reading Football Stadium. 18,000 people or so showed up. I mean, you talk about meetings and structure and plans. I mean, we had the funding meetings. We had the youth leaders. We had the church leaders. I mean, it just never stopped, the meetings. And I learned to do the meeting thing right learn about people with big egos and people who direct meetings and how to chair them without chairing them so to speak and get done what god wanted done we had so many meetings i was meeting out we had people come against us saying you know you know one of the one of the would be board members was freaking out because you know, the budget had gone to something like three-quarters of a million pounds. And in those days, I didn't worry about budgets at all. God would take care of it. I knew that because he told me to start it. So I won't do anything that God hasn't told me to do. I'm not into having meetings just because at all. It's a lot of work. But I don't know how he got off on that. But anyway, it was like there was not Henley thinking about George Harrison, thinking about how God had said, you're going to see more in your day than you ever saw. Thinking about how I saw the Beatles' name on every billboard, every bus, every record player going, every sound. It was always a Beatles song. Like, and I laughed, like Sarah. I said, oh, what, what do you mean I'm going to see more in my day? And there I am in Henley trying to figure out, Actually, what do you wear? I know this, you'll laugh at me, but what do you wear on a platform <laughs> in a stadium with thousands of people? I don't know. I didn't know what to So I had my funky jeans rod picked out in Bakersfield and went and found a blue sweater. And then I sat in my car and cried and prayed because and, I used to always cry every time I prayed. I just would weep because it just seemed so far from Jesus everything. And I just wanted him so bad. I wanted to see him show up. And then he took me to that verse that says in Joel 2 about the whole call thing, of calling people to a solemn assembly, and that it was going to be a day of humiliation for all. And actually it was. It was humiliating. It was a humiliating thing. And... um You know, if you don't want to be humiliated, which none of us do, go like an eagle. Go higher. Go where the enemy can't get you. Go where you can't be seen. I mean, you probably didn't notice it on, I made a bunch of notes about the eagle. But do you know that the eagle will fly to a place where, It's like the highest mountain and the tallest tree and the tallest branch. The eagle will go. And sometimes you have to just learn to turn your back and shut the door. But Isaiah 37, 31 talks about taking root downward so you can bear fruit upward. So we're going to go higher, we're going to go lower. Okay? That's our plan this month. We're going to ask God to show us what it means to walk with the apron of humility. It'll mean something different to each one of you. You're going to have trials and tribulations in the world. Jesus said it. But be of good cheer. Right? And then what did he say about his word? You know, I think about this and I think about how frustrated I felt the other night. I'm like, oh. You know, because you sometimes feel like your prayer lives just really aren't that effective. You just feel like I'm just sitting in this room on my own, I just excused myself, went up to the bedroom to be alone, and I'm just like, "What good is praying?" And yet Jeremiah 23:29 says, "Is not my word like a hammer?" That's an awesome word, it is. Isn't my word like a hammer? So you talk about praying the word and thinking about praying scripture prayers, why I'm so adamant about praying scripture prayer. I listen to people pray and they, and then all of a sudden they pray scripture. Well, if you hear somebody pray, you know, five scriptures that are really rain they just flow out of them, you know it's effective because you know God's word will not return void. Huh? You also know that it's like a two-edged sword, the word of God, because Jesus is real. The word comes out of him like a two-edged sword, does not return void, And you know, you start walking in that kind of realm, you're going to upset all kinds of people because you're walking in Jesus. We sing about this forever life, but actually we get to walk in the earth and do it. I mean, Fran will tell you, our friend is here from California. She had to walk out cancer. She had to fight. She had to pray. See, I... Like you, we think, oh, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be wonderful when everything gets to the place where it's all just so good that there is no hassle? When's that coming? Oh, well, it came at chosen. No, there was a heck of a lot of prayer that went. There was so many wars that went into that. But we had people who came, and wars after it. But there were people who have paid the price that want a little time of refreshing. You see, you will have those times, but they'll come from prayer. So I'm going to finish and just tell you, you know, the highest mountain is the house of the Lord. And there's something happening as we come into more and more agreement on Sundays. There's something happening as you choose to become an eagle, as you choose to do what God wants you to do. And you will see the reward. There is a reward for that humility. There is a reward. You will see over a period of time how you're kind of taking these handles in the spirit and pulling them. And suddenly they're all in a row. And suddenly we'll be moving into this season. You say, people have said to me, oh. Well, we're not even in that church in Mayfair, and you used to pray and prophesy that they'd be drive by miracles and walk in salvations. Yeah, I know, but I haven't changed. I was, I was there the other day sitting at the St. Arbucks church, as Graham says, and I was waiting for my nephew and my son when he was here just after Chosen or before I can't remember. I think it was, no, it was the Monday after it. And I was sitting there, and the man next to me said, godforsaken place that is and i thought whatever is he talking about how dare anybody say anything god-forsaken in this nation there's no place that can't be reached and suddenly he got up and he walked across to st mark's and he walked to the gates and he looked at it and said oh and he came back and he said this place is owned by number one events i wanted to, oh, I wanted to say something the lord was like no just pray I thought, none of these places are God-forsaken. None of them are. Why don't you come, worship team, we'll worship some more. Fly above the mountains, speak to them, fly over them. No, no, no I'm sorry. God's got a plan. I'm sorry. He's got an amazing plan. I'm just going to choose to humble myself. I'm going to choose. their rewards. their riches and honor and life. God's got a plan to bring some billionaire to us, one of you, and say, I'll just buy that church back for you. I'll just buy that for you. I, I can't think. I can't listen to that low-life stuff. I can't do that. You know, the eagle uses the storm to ascend higher. Flies right over it. Come on, fly over some of your storms. You know it's not just a pet talk once a month. You know, I want you to stand up and I want you to start praying. I don't know. Yeah, it's time to finish. <clears throat> you know, other birds will run into their stuff. They'll be quick to hide out. But not the eagle. The eagle enjoys moving in the storm and over the storm and through the storm. Huh? He enjoys it we believe you've really enjoyed this message for further information visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday